Hello listeners, how do you do? Walla Kazoo, it's Soundcheck's Year in Review. Once again. I'm Cameron and I'm joined by Dr. Zeus. Dr. Zeus. <laughs> welcome, welcome. This is our this is our third year in review. Yeah. The first two episode. years of doing the podcast two, now. Two years. Two long, painful, yeah. sweaty years. And and it's only going to get worse. <laughs> it's all, if you start if you've been with us since the start, um Thanks, Mum. Yeah, cheers, Mum. <laughs> Uh, enjoy. Hope you're um, enjoying the first twenty minutes of the episodes that you listen to. Um, but yeah, it's. Um, I think frustratingly, uh, before we we get into the the nitty gritty of the year, um, we've sort of disadvantaged in when we set up our podcast in that 2016 was a very good year. Yes, probably the best year for a very long time. Yeah, and last year was was a of bit the of tens, a, I'd say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think last year was a bit of a disappointment for us. Uh, you, even for your album of the year last year, which we're not going to do like a countdown kind of format because I think it's a bit stale. And Yeah, we don't um, have enough albums to want yeah, to we include. we also don't have 10 albums each. So, um, Last year, you gave your album of the year to 1975's album of the previous yeah. year because it had been that bad of a year for music. Well, it's just it's just a better album than, than any of the albums I listened to last year. I and think. I'd say it still is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still so, better it's than every still album. Still one of my favourite albums. So, uh, what has been your standout for the year, Cameron? Uh, well, we spoke about it last week in yes. quite some length, but uh, the 1975's album is probably my favourite album of the year. I would say um, I did my 2018 Spotify Raps, and I had Terry Venables in my top five, <laughs> um, which isn't a great sign. Just shows how superstitious I am. Uh, but yeah, uh, a brief inquiry into online relationships was probably my favourite album of the year, uh, just because it was just exactly what I wanted from an, a 1975 album. Um, I don't really think we need to talk about it that much because we spoke no, about it so no, much I, last week. I think week. we can talk about more how it sits within the rest of the year. So, I, I, I mean, it came really late. We only reviewed mm. it last week. Um, we released start of December, maybe late November. Can't remember, but twenty um, yeah. eighth November. Thought, um, I, I thought until then it wasn't really a clear cut decision for me as to what was going to be like my favorite album of, of this year. Yeah, um, and that was kind of disappointing. Again, I think uh, I looked at twenty eighteen from twenty seventeen. I remember thinking like I, I was looking at it with optimism. I was thinking it's going to be a really good year. We've got a load of really good bands doing new work, um, like like ninety seventy five Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. That I was oh, excited yeah. for, and um, it, it didn't really deliver on what the the hope and the hype I'd built up. I don't know how that uh, sits for you, but um, yeah, the I've totally forgotten about the Arctic Monkeys, well, but we'll come on I mean, to that. Yeah, the uh, 1975 album. I totally agree with you. It's exactly what I wanted from them. I was was quite surprised at how much I enjoyed it. Um, I always feel like the third album is sort of where bands tend to lose me. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I was blown away by it. I still listen to it all the time in the in the car and stuff. So. Um, I'm I'm loving it. I imagine I will be for a long time. I'm going to see him in January. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought we'd all bought tickets and no one did. So now I'm going just by myself. No, <laughs> oh, that's so annoying. Well, because I, I was at work and I I'd missed the like go live. So I remember yeah. just scrambling. Just like I just need to get a ticket. Oh, that's so annoying. Um, other albums for me are um, "Keep That Same Energy" by 
Tiana Taylor. I thought that was a really good first album from her. She is signed to Kanye West Good Music um, record label, and she released an, one of the one of those seven song albums off off the Wyoming sessions, and that was a really really interesting look into like R&B and it's a really sexy album and definitely if you like R&B and pop music then you should definitely listen to that 100% okay okay. that is definitely up there it, I would just wish it was a bit longer an, an album which has uh, done the round a lot this year it's um, probably top, top it's hard to say it's not top three albums of the year in terms of like impact it's Cardi B Invasion of Privacy yeah great album I know you you raved about that a lot at the start of the year how do you look back on that now? I listened to it the other day and it holds up. Yeah, it's just it's just a a, a really good set set of what 10, 10 11 songs I think. Um, and I just it's just going to be really interesting to see what Cardi B actually ends up doing if she can kind of evolve and and get better at uh, what she's doing. She's already got the the marketing and stuff on brand and I think everyone's sort of wanting her to do well and likes her as a person so as if she can keep up with with uh, the momentum that she's got I think she'll be unstoppable do you think the offset thing is a publicity stunt I like I don't know I don't I, I don't feel like it's interesting enough to no be and, and I just don't think it's no I just don't I don't care enough no. either to like I'm sure a lot of people do. A lot if, if you're deep in hip hop culture and and that lifestyle, probably, you probably do care more than than we do. But uh, no, and I just don't think it's going to affect her either way. I think people buy into Cardi B, not yeah, they don't give a shit about yeah, like anything around who it. she's dating. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I I like that album a lot. It's not um it's like the music I'd choose to mm. listen to, but it's it's one where like songs have come on and I've been like, oh, this is really good. Who is it? Yeah, and I've gone back, and it's Cardi B, and like you know, on Spotify, like you can add a song to your library with that. He's got the little cross, yeah. and you press it, and it goes to a tick. Like I think a <coughs> good indicator for me of how like much I enjoy an album is how many ticks they've got. because yeah. like the songs I don't like, like for example, the interlude in the nineteen seventy five album, I haven't got that in there because if that came on shuffle, yeah, I wouldn't. I'd, I'd want to skip it. Yeah, um, and loads of the night of um, Cardi B invasion of privacy is on there, so that's. For me, that's a, it's a sign of a, a good album, even if it's not something I would, yeah, I would go yeah, to listen sure. to. Um, uh, a band that I, I'm I'm obviously a huge fan of. We said like off air before that I've got a few choices on here, like or just a few things I want to talk about that Cameron's just going to just despise. Um, probably like joint with Cardi B, uh, most cultural impact, beer bongs and Bentleys by Post Malone. Yeah, but you see, I sort of get why you like it. I'm just against Post Malone. I actually don't think the album's that good. Either. I've but. got the album on Spotify. Um, it's just that I just I just don't think it's he. I, my issue with him, and we spoke about this in the last podcast. Go and listen to it back. We yeah. had quite a, a debate about that. Is that he is big not because of how talented or how good his music is, but who and what he is. Right. So and that's yeah, my problem. With go uh, go listen to our last episode, which was just uh, another. Another one-on-one session with Cameron and I talking about Post Malone, Six Nine, a few other few other issues in the industry, but um, that that album, like, I've listened to the singles off that like a lot. So like Rockstars on there, mm. um, Psycho is on there. But apart from that, I think I was like, why is this so long? Uh, but you you don't like it, you hate it, and that's that's okay, that's fine. Uh, that's another exactly another album. What I said. <laughs> another album that uh, Cameron. De- I'm pretty sure you definitely will hate this one. 
Is it Camp Cope? It is Camp Cope. Oh, I haven't even listened to it, oh, okay. but they shit. Uh, they were The Ringer's 10th uh, most important song of all... Uh, be- sorry, 10th best song of the year. Um, you you were a fan of The Ringer, is that I accurate? Well, it was. Cam was the, is now boycotting The Ringer. Uh, Cam Coat were my most played artist of the year, which I was quite interested in because their album came out in like February or something, which I sort of blitzed that a lot. Uh, they're like an um, Australian punk band, basically. Otherwise known as they're just not very good. Cameron's not a huge fan. They're just not good. If you've got ears, then you will know that, that they're not good. This is actually the first music podcast with someone that is completely deaf. <laughs> no one knew that about Sheldon, but he is completely deaf. I've never deaf. listened to music in my life. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was a huge album for me. Do you know when uh, I start going, just going back to that, yeah. when I started doing the podcast by myself, I did a review. That was of, a, for, for the listeners, this was a podcast called, was it Pop Vulture? Yeah. Um, the... Uh, I uh, did a review of a Dr. Dre album that I didn't listen to. Wow. I was just like, I'll make it up. I needed to do something to get the content out there. I don't do that anymore, though, listeners. <laughs> I was young. Or at least if, if you haven't listened to one, you will admit it yeah. Like on, on record. Yeah. Like, I've listened to this like halfway through. Yeah. Um, I, we, we haven't really done many album reviews recently, but um, I, I just think like looking back, there's there's some albums in this that... I feel like the the year was front and back loaded in terms of quality albums for me. So there was some really early on, some very late on, but not very many in the middle. There was a, an album we talked about really, really early on called e, uh, by a guy called Eden, which is called Vertigo. Right. Um, I said that was one of my favourite albums of the year in like February, and that that holds up quite nicely. Do you know what's really annoying? You can't filter on Spotify. Uh, by de- release date. Yeah, no, I hate that I can't do that. So, like, that, that's something I've put in requests for that in Spotify. Oh, yeah. Because you can do that on Apple Music. It's got its own column. Yeah. And you can just add it. Like, that's what I want in Spotify is custom columns. Spotify, if you're listening, please, please give me a re- release date. Metric. That's all I need. But it's, uh, it's especially irritating when something's been remastered and it's listed as being released in 2017. Yeah. If it was, like, in the 60s or 70s. Like a lot of Fleetwood Mac stuff is like that, but um, yeah, Eden Vertigo. That's an album I've been listening to for the majority of the year, uh, on and off. It's uh, to be honest, it sort of just scratches my Bonnie Vare itch, which yeah. is which is always there because I'm just such a such a fanboy of Justin Vernon and everything he touches. What about the other Kanye stuff that was released this year? So uh, this is. Kids See Ghosts, uh, Yay, and Pusha T. Do you count yeah. that in that trilogy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I enjoyed it, but that's, that's about it. Uh, maybe I haven't really given it the time it I, deserved. I had a, um, a theory that all of those albums, you're meant to listen as one big, right, long album. Like back to back. Yeah, because when I was um, in the summer, when all of these came out in like June, I was running quite a lot. And I'd listen to all of them. And I thought, oh, this is really fucking good. But like if a song from Ye comes on shuffle. Yeah, which is how I listen to it generally. Yeah, like, uh, it's like, uh, I mean, this is... Bit this is yeah. Yeah, I think I, the the Kanye I love is is like Twisted Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's really interesting. He went on his, uh, his Twitter rant, as he does yeah. now. And he's saying that he's off meds, which, you know, I, I don't... It's a dangerous precedent. Yeah, you you do you, Kanye, yeah. but I'm not sure that's a good good move. Um, and he was saying that he can't make music like Dark Twisted Fantasy when he's on meds. 
and I, that reaffirmed my position that that is his like greatest work ever. Even said, even called out "Runaway" specifically, and that's my favorite Kanye song. So that that's the the Kanye I like. I feel like he's quite distant from that now. Um, I, I know he had that song with was it Lil Peep? No, Lil yeah. Pump. Sorry, um, that was okay, but like just, just okay. I like, think if I had one music wish for 2019, it would be that Kanye West gets better. Yeah, yeah, like like emotionally better, yeah. and uh, I'd like to see the kind of music he puts out when he does that. Because, as I said, like that kind of a uh, dark twist fantasy, then Jesus and Watch the Throne, and what was the album after that? Uh, pa- Pablo. Yeah, like I, I that feel like, great like, like I love all those albums. So I'd like to see what he can do, in, when he's. In, I in want him to make College Dropout, the 2019 version of College what Dropout. Is that, what does that mean? I don't know. Remake, only, remake it. No, or? no, no. Like the 2019 oh, version see, right. of College Dropout. Like, like College Dropout was then. Yeah. Like I feel the like the feeling it had. I feel like you always need a new artist to come along and do something like that. Yeah. Like um, a bit like Chance Coloring Book. I feel like that was something different. I know it was very new similar gospel to as we uh, as we penned it. Sorry? New gospel, as we penned New it. gospel. Yeah. <laughs> N- NU. NU, <laughs> that new metal. Yeah. Um, but I, th- I think for hip-hop, the, um, obviously I think you're you're bigger on hip-hop than I am anyway, but um, my favourite hip-hop album, and the only one that's on my list, apart from Post Malone, is um, Brockhampton Iridescence. Didn't listen to it. I'd highly recommend that album. It's I think it's their first album without Amar, who they removed for, for problematic reasons. reasons. Um, two reasons. So uh, he was the co- sort of creative driving force between a lot of their previous three albums. Yeah. So it was sort of a big question mark over how well they were going to do, but I, I think this uh, this album's really good. I think the base straight up hip hop album was Pusha T. Pusha T. Yeah, yeah, Daytona from that Wyoming session. Um, any any other albums that caught your eye before we move on yeah, to yeah. So negative? Uh, two more left field ones that have got it's just like they're not popular but if i think if people want an album just to put on and listen to uh kamasi washington we talked about very briefly earlier in the year uh his album heaven and earth it's been like like lauded by by uh, pundits mm. throughout it's a like a contemporary jazz album but it's like i'd say it's quite accessible yeah he's like the ludovico einaudi of jazz like yeah you just listen to him and george fitzgerald all there must be he's a house artist and generally house artists do singles that are usually worked into a mix but his album all there must be is a front to back like an actual album and I think that really works in house so go listen to those albums if you're looking for something a bit different how about yourself um, I quite liked uh, Pale Waves yeah well I think we'll talk about them <laughs> yeah, in, yeah. In, in a bit but the Pale Waves My Man, Mind Makes Noises album was good I thought it could have probably been better uh, but it definitely had it, I think it was definitely right for what they were making um, at that at that time, and oh, of course, the Magic Gang's album, the Magic Gang. Um, their I think it's their full first full length um, album, and it's just it's fantastic. It's a fantastic indie album. Uh, you can, it's got the. Um, indie sensibilities but you can also really tell it's the magic gang and 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 everything that they kind of they've got the hooks they've got everything like that and it's well worth a listen so the magic gang the magic gang is the uh the album you should be going to listen to if you want new good indie 
podcast. So it wouldn't be a year of music. Obviously, we had a, a lot of good albums, but it wouldn't be a year of music without some disappointments. I think we've had a fair share of disappointments this year. Or not necessarily like quantity, but some big disappointments. Yes. I would say. Yeah. Um, I think the the one that instantly comes to mind for me is the Arctic Monkeys, Tranquility Based I, Hotel I, and yeah, Casino. I'd, I'd for, even forgotten yeah, that this yeah. album came out this year because it was just that bad. I listened to it once and I was like, you know what, I don't need to listen to this again. I know I know how I feel about it. Yeah. And I just, I mean, I don't need to hear it. I don't need to think about think about this one. I think I gave this album probably like eight listens front to back. And I still probably felt no different going in as to how I left. It's just a bad, damp squib. It damp damp is a great adjective, I think, for yeah. it. Like it, it doesn't feel like it grabs me at all. And I think Arctic Monkeys with the last effort, AM, um, that that was a huge album for, for perfect ev- everything. Album, yeah, absolutely. I'd put it in that category. And I think what's that? That didn't have like back to back like bangers that you'd you'd hear at like half two on a club night where they're yeah. trying to get all the the top songs in. Like they've got like Fireside or like. Uh, mad sounds which are more like downbeat songs yeah. it's not that this album was too downbeat it's that it was just shit yeah <laughs> it no, just it was, like... and it, and i really think it just shows that um uh i'm just not sure that alex turner's got it anymore uh or he is worried that he doesn't have it anymore and that's why he's turned to the piano because he doesn't feel like he can make good guitar music anymore um it's just, it was all very strange. And then the reaction it got was very strange as well. Um, and one thing as well, I I know music's subjective, but I don't think anyone can say that that album was like, a, like really, really good. And the amount of like traditional media lists that it's in is just mind-blowing. It's clearly that people just put... I don't understand it at all. Big artists like, in in these lists just to keep like labels and happy. happy. That's and why sound check is important because yeah. we don't care about that. Exactly. I'll tell them their album shit, not to their face, because I'd probably, you know, I I'd, 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 I'd have more, exactly. th- I'd have things to say before then. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably have to get out of the way. Yeah, but um, yeah, this this was a really really disappointing album for me. I think obviously, as we said, AM was so good that I was really looking forward to this album. Um, I don't think they did any singles prior to it coming out, did they? Uh, no, nothing came out. They did like they had non-disclosure agreements yeah. on um, uh, on on the album, which is very similar to what uh, movie uh, companies and, yeah, do when do when well, yeah. when the game uh, when the movie is is trash yeah. and they're trying to keep people out from keep reviewing the reviews it. away. Yeah, so it's. Um, it was a bizarre album uh, and a, a major disappointment and it will be interesting to see. I don't think it'll affect Arctic Monkeys greatly no, because no. they've got such a strong back catalogue. Of, But I, I would be interested to see where sonically where they go from here. Yeah, I think uh, what hasn't helped and I think we've, we've talked about it and certainly a lot of people have talked about it online is where the last shadow puppets fit into this yeah. and I think like their their last album which had aviation on it I can't remember the, the title but like I think that had some really nice workings of some potentially good Arctic Monkeys songs and you know I think the the jazz element that he, or the piano element he's gone for it's not necessarily a bad thing 
but as in it, it could have been worked well is what I'm no, saying it's just it's just not interesting though is it it's not not, not in-, in the way they've done it but I feel like if they'd done like no, some of the bangers sure. really well or they'd made it just sound better and I think the way- that's like true of anything you can yeah, say that course, about yeah, anything yeah, but I I think what I'm saying is if, if he'd um if he'd no, not not anything. I'm saying is like if he'd picked a, uh, Z- are, Z- if he picked a xylophone, I'm like no Arctic Monkeys song sounds good with a xylophone in it. I'm no, saying I don't, think, you can't, I don't you think you can't say that. So you can't say so he's chosen to play a piano, yeah. but he's not made any good songs. Yeah. But if he'd made some good songs, so, then the so album what I'm saying is good. I think the songs are the issue, not the instrumentation. No, but it's all tied in together. Well, of course they're they're tied in together, but like if if you've not got the bass good songs, then like yeah, how, you, how can, you can play it on any instrument and it'll sound badly. Yeah, but that's true of any song ever. Like oh, this so so uh, so the, I think the bit I need to clarify here is when people say, "Oh, I don't like the piano direction or the that kind of angle they've gone with," I'm not. I'm saying I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing to them. Bad thing for them to have tried to experiment with. Like to move more into like more instruments. Yeah, than, but that's like, that. and I'm saying, of course, that's true. Of, that's true of anyone. If Slipknot, yes, decided to make a pop album, yeah, but it was an amazing pop album with amazing pop songs on it, then people would listen to it, and people would like it. Right, because it's an amazing pop album. Right, if they decided to make an well, an, I mean, I don't know how this is received in the lounge jazz spheres. To be fair, we've not we've not ventured into that. Well, it's still like by Dark Fruits, um, isn't it? So I, I, it amazes me when people love this album. Honestly, I know we've talked about I, this a while now, but like, when, I know people on Twitter who will still rave about this album. Yeah, it's bad, and they'll they'll but vehemently I'd, defend it. I'd be quite interested to like press them on what is it about it that you enjoy. Like, what do you like? Because I think so many people have buy into the dark fruits religion of yeah. I just love. I like indie the Cortinas, Arctic Monkeys, and Blossoms, etc. Insert band name here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it 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 doesn't make sense to me that anyone could rave about it. But another disappointing album. Moving on was Ariana Grande's Sweetener. Was that a dis- was that a dis- I didn't listen to it. Full disclosure. Yeah, well, I mean, it was fine, but compared Just to fine. Dangerous Woman, which is probably I think I gave the biggest surprise in 2016. So that came out in 2016, and that was an amazing pop album. And this year, it's just it just didn't do it didn't have the bangers on it I wanted. Yeah, and I think it shows through Thank You Next not being on the album and just being a standalone. Is that single. going to be from a future? I don't know. I'd, I'd but know it wasn't on Sweetener. Like a, a surprise album or something. I, I mean, know. I'm still on board with Ariana Grande. I'm still... I'm still. You still stan? Yeah. She, I think she's going to be the biggest pop star in the world for a long time. But I'll be quite interested to see what what she can bring out next because that last album wasn't great. So um, I've got a, a interesting addition to the disappointments list. Um, I'd be interested to see how you feel about it if you listen to it at all. Um, but... The Carter's album. Oh, I didn't which listen to that. Beyonce wasn't, and Jay Z together. Wasn't it just on, on Tidal? Uh, and then it came out, didn't it, on Spotify? I've, I've listened to it and I'm not on Tidal, so I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's on other platforms. But at the same time, I was just like, and I've, there's a lot of people on on like my Twitters and social that like really, really love Beyonce. Yeah. And anything she touches is great. But it's just like, 
I listened to this back to back because I was like, you know, Jay Z is a huge artist. Yeah. Always has been. Beyonce obviously has got like absolute bangers. Yeah. So I thought it's going to be really interesting to hear these come together. And it was sort of just like the middle of the road for both artists for me. Like, there's no great Jay Z verses on it. There's no great Beyonce like uh, choruses on it. And this this not necessarily a disappointment for me because I had no real expectation going in. But to say Jay Z and Beyonce, two of the biggest stars of all time, are on this album. It was a disappointment of how. Do you know what annoys me about Jay Z is that I absolutely love Jay Z. The Black Album's probably in my top five albums of all time. Um, his, like, he's decided to do Tidal and whatever. He's decided to do that fine. Yeah. But the fact that he's put all, uh, taken all his music off other platforms and watched the throne, yeah, as well, as, as just makes me not kind of. He's not active in my mind at any point. No, He's never no. thought, oh, I listen to Jay-Z, which I used to do quite a lot. And it's really frustrating because I love Jay-Z, but I'm like falling out of love with him because he's like a friend that you never you never hear from anymore. Also makes no effort as well. Yeah. It's like, I'm, yeah. always, I'm always at this place. Oh, yeah, no, I'm never there. Yeah. I only go to this place. Yeah, yeah. It's no. so frustrating. No, I agree. I agree. It's and frustrating. It's, and I, I get that you've got a business and I've got get that you've got to get people over there, but... Just, I mean, Spotify and Apple Music, well, Spotify mainly, because I suppose Apple have got the backing of Apple, which yeah. which helps when you've got a trillion dollars to spend. But, and you can tie people in by just strangleholding them with their phones and stuff. <laughs> uh, but Spotify managed to get as big as they are without without having to have like all someone's music tied into it yeah so why can't Tidal do that why does Tidal have uh, to be like so Spotify did that because they were first they were yeah, the first ones yeah to do but it. in business it's not always being first to market is like one of the huge like the biggest advantages yeah but it's not have. it's not the only advantage it's not can... it's not but th- that's that's my issue with Tidal that like I, I think having exclusives and having poor well I would say poor exclusives like I think there's very few people on the planet who will subscribe to someone just for Jay-Z. Who, yeah. Like, I think that my issue with Spotify and Apple Music and all the streaming platforms is they think that people will just flick a button and switch. Yeah. There is a huge effort swapping from one to another. Like I've, I've done it. I think we both dabbled in Apple Music and returned. And like moving all my playlists over, that took me like a day to do that, to work out what I had on my Spotify, make yeah. sure it matched up, and then vice versa going back. It's it's not that simple. And um, not only that, I always feel like you need to offer something more than just we've got this album a week early. Because yeah. like, it just doesn't sell me in. And not, well, I, think, I think Apple Music and Spotify uh, have stopped kind of like a truce at the moment saying like, oh, we're not doing we're not doing kind of exclusives. And I just don't think they see the business value. Of it. No, like, it doesn't work. Yeah. And and it's so frustrating frustrating for Tidal to be like, I'm losing interest in Jay Z. So whatever Jay Z does, I'm losing interest yeah. in that. So I'm less Jay- excited about that. Yeah. So if I can't listen to Jay Z and then Jay Z brings out another record next year, and I'm like, well, I listened to four 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 and I absolutely loved it, but I had to get the free month of Tidal, yeah. and then since then I haven't listened to it. And so I've lost interest in Jay-Z. Why am I now going to be like, 
oh, well, Jay-Z's releasing another record, which I can't get on Tidal anymore because I've used my free... Um, I'm not going to buy it because I can't justify spending money on records now that I could potentially be listing on my subscription service yeah. to risk it being a crap album. Yeah. I'd, it's just so frustrating. And yeah. I wish if Tidal hear this, I, they need to sort it out. Yeah, I mean, for the, the disclosure, we've, be not, losing, we've not seen the figures. But he like, must be losing money. Well, so I, was, I think this only works for like Jay-Z because they tried it with other artists that were like exclusive on Tidal. Yeah. I think they maybe weren't as big as Jay-Z and then they're like, I can't really afford to do this. But I think Jay-Z's got, especially in the US, and Beyonce have such a huge fan base that they can afford to be like, don't mm. need to be on Spotify. Like, I'm not. They've got other investments elsewhere or whatever. I wonder how much it's led to people buying their records. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Um, it'd be interesting to see like how... Like you'd have to do like proper like economic econometric modeling to see mm. how like the trajectory of predicted sales with Spotify has changed because yeah. like I just said four forty four, a lot of like casual Jay Z listeners just wouldn't have listened to it because no. it's not there. Well, I went to V Festival <coughs> the year, the year that was released to yeah. see him, and it was like me and three other people that were like, I love this album, I know what he's playing, and everyone else was like, When's he gonna play Empire State of Mind? Is Alicia Keys gonna come out? It was really weird. But yeah, I understand why you'd yeah. be disappointed by So the Carter's a uh, disappointment for me. But um, yeah, I think apart from that, there's a, a band called Greater Van Fleet. Uh, they were really hyped in the rock scene and uh, there was their second album and it was just poor. So that's all I'm going to say on that album. Any more for you? Um, when it was released, we didn't speak very kindly of Def Havana's album. Yeah. But I have grown to like it a bit more. My friend messaged me yesterday, Benj, who who's a regular listener. He um he said it's his album of the year. Wow. And I, I was I'd had a few beers and I was holding to fuck off. I was like, it's absolutely nothing on all these countless nights. Well that's but it's true. grown but it's grown on you. Yeah. I I hear the songs of it. Yeah. I haven't listened to it for a while as a whole body. As a body yeah. But when I hear the songs of it, I'm like, Oh, this is quite a good song actually. Yeah. So I think we were probably a bit harsh. Okay, well maybe I'll revisit that. But um, that you're right, that did disappoint me first time out. Like mm-hmm. uh, it was Rituals, it was called, wasn't it? Yeah. I think uh, I obviously highly praised their previous album, and was very much hyped for this one. But yeah, Rituals didn't really grab me that much. That's a bit weird, isn't it? If you say so, I don't mind. Mind being a bit weird. No, not like a gay hug, like a reassuring hug. Can I, I look at your penis? I'll be a Debbie tonight. Don't lay a finger on my rectum. So, 2018, you. and it's his great moments, it's disappointing moments, and also it's surprises. Um, 2018 brought... A couple of new artists to mine and Sheldon's attention. <laughs> oh my god, that was enormous! I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep like, that in. The, um, the, the listeners couldn't see my face, my reaction. It there was were, quite a journey. <laughs> multiple times I thought that was going to end, but it just kept going. Um, what was I saying? Multiple All surprises. All the gas has gone to my head. A few um, artists that brought our attention. That, yeah, um, so new artists and then artists that kind of came in from left field that we were yeah. like, oh, we weren't expecting these to release a good album. So I think probably fair and a fair place to start is 
friends of the show now. Friends of the show, yeah. Um, the Aces. The Aces. Yeah, so this is a, a band I've been, I was peddling for a few months before we, we got them on the show. Yeah. Um, Cam and I went to go see the Aces on their, their tour for their latest album, When My Heart Felt Organic, or, and they said it organic then, <laughs> volcanic. Um, and uh, yeah, the show was sold out, but they, they, they killed it, in my opinion. I thought they yeah. were really good. Um, they were really good, and the album's really good. Yeah. yeah. That came out this year, didn't it? Yeah, also this year, yeah. That was a great album. I think for a... Really good pop album. For a new band, like it's quite rare that I enjoy them that much. For considering yeah. I've not heard anything about them, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like I literally, I, I, I've told you before, I find my new music. I've got a website which just lists yeah. everything new. I saw the artwork and I was like, oh, that looks all right. I'll go. They look attractive. Yeah, it's like but it was like pop, and it had like one good review underneath it. I was like, I'll go check that out. It's a weird name, The Aces. Yeah. So yeah, I'll go check that out. But yeah, they're. they're um, they they blow me away. Like I've I've listened to that album. That like, album almost, is great. Almost continuously since it came out, especially the the lead single singles. Like listen to Stuck and the last one if you haven't already, because um, like last one is one of my most played songs of the year for me. Yeah, well, um, I imagine it will have a very similar um, trajectory to the Death Havana's album uh, last uh, last year for me, which I listened to a lot the following year. But yeah, really, really exciting band. It'll be interesting to see what they go on to do. They're selling a shitload of tickets for their American tour that's just happened. Um, and I will be very interested to see. I imagine they'll probably come out with some more music this year. Next yeah, year, sorry. yeah. I feel like, as with any new band, like the second album is always a really important one to get. Um, but I've got faith in them, you know. Like we, um, we, we bumped into, well, I say we bumped into them, we had an interview with them and... Um, they were, we, we haven't actually put that out yet, but we will do at some point. And they were lovely as well. It's, yeah. it's like, uh, obviously people are media trained, but I think it, you, I could tell that they were sincerely like nice people. And they people. had the head screwed on yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely. They clearly like knew what they wanted stuff, to do. Yeah. They keep calling themselves moguls at the moment on uh, on Instagram. And it's it's like, okay, that's clearly what you see yourselves as. My top track this week is last one by yeah, the Aces. Yeah, yeah go, it goes into them. But I think... Um, Maybe not a, a new band for you this year, but it was a new band for me, was Pale Waves. And I know you talked about it in terms of albums you'd enjoyed. Um, I was, I'm really excited by this band, uh, the, their, their EP, I can't remember what it was called, like earlier this year, which had like My Obsession on it and yeah. stuff like that. Um, I love that EP, uh, probably more than the album. I know there's only four songs on it, but like um, in terms of... Ratio like, satisfaction. Ratio, yeah, in, ter- in terms of um, average rating of each yeah. song. Like, I thought that was higher than the, the album. But um, When Did I Lose It All, which is a song from the album, that's one of my favourite songs of the last like five years. The thing with me is I'm in like a state of flux about Pale Waves. I get really annoyed when people like Sheldon call them uh, the, yeah, 1975. Fe- the female-fronted 1975. Um, but then, yeah, I think it was a couple of days ago now, I was listening... Uh, to all my music on shuffle and a song came on and I was like is this a 1975 and it was Bear Ways <laughs> um, yes so and also there, there are some there are some really really good moments kind of, I would say the first 60% of the album is, is great and then it falls off quite drastically agreed um, that acoustic song on the album is truly awful so I, I don't know what song you're referring um, to yeah point. Uh, is yeah, it's just not good. But I think there's a lot of positives in that album to see where they actually end yeah. up. 
and um, I think I think I saw them. I saw them live. Um, uh, Truck Fest. Shout out, yeah. to, shout out to them. I'm trying to go to that again next year. And they were really solid live. Um, so I think when th- those are the two things a band needs to get right, isn't it? Be good on record yeah. and live. And you probably you probably do have okay. Good t-shirts. Have good yeah. Have good merch. Be a good brand. See while she sleeps for details. Like they um they always position themselves as like a merch brand rather than a. Well, it's always interesting, isn't it, that um, when we spoke to Jamie and he spoke about how bands on the podcast, you can hear it on the when we talk to him, uh, he would talk about um, how they run their business. Yeah. And you never think about that. You never think about a band being a business. You think about being a band and making money off being a band, but they are a business. Yeah. And how he was talking about, oh, well, the way that band ran the, their business was a re- really good it's really interesting to actually think that people can be in a band badly. I always think it's merch and like design of merch is where a lot of bands fall down. Yeah. Like it really annoys me. I'm sure you've had it before where you like an artist and you're like, I want to buy a t-shirt of them yeah. and you look and it's all shit. And you're yeah. like, I want to give you my money. Just And I've had it in the, in the inverse as well where I've liked a band's merch and not their music. Yeah, but I think that's okay. Yeah, no, I bought, I'm, I bought the t-shirt. There's a yeah. band called He Is Legend. Like from I, I literally I've never listened to them, but it was on um some like one of those old like music yeah merch stores you could get that was advertising Kerrang right like the one with like Atticus, had, like Atticus and Macbeth yeah. on it and shit like that and I remember thinking like it was on sale for like six pounds I was like I like that T-shirt I'm just gonna get it yeah. maybe I'll like them but I don't I never <laughs> have but uh, yeah I think so uh, the Aces and Pair Waves I think for. For me, and and it sounds like for you, are yeah. best new things other, to come. No, the other one that I have to mention are yeah. Vistas. They are Vistas and Blocks, but I've listened to Vistas a lot more than Blocks. I think Blocks are quite exciting, but uh, I'm quite sort of waiting for them to release something that really grabs me. Yeah. Whereas Vistas, who have got a new <coughs> EP coming out in... I th- no, it's come out, I think. I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, they are amazing. They write really, really, really good, catchy indie music. I sound like I really love indie music in this podcast, and, and I don't really. Um, but yeah, Vistas are really exciting. Going on tour with Circa Waves, enemies of the show, <laughs> which is a shame. Uh, but Cameron and I have a dartboard yeah. uh, in the office with Circa Waves on it. I just they're the worst and the shit as well. But hopefully, all all the fans that go to that Circa Waves tour to see Circa Waves will see Vistas and go, "Oh, this is what a good band looks like." And then so, I think Masterkins are on that tour as well. Are I they? think. Oh, let's get I let's think. get on that. Let's go get um, one of those. And yeah, so go check out Vistas. They've got a new EP out. Let me just check on that because I feel bad for not knowing Vistas. Is it an album? No, it's just all of their songs. I, I hate <laughs> Karen's having some technical issues with his phone. Uh, view artist, yeah. Yeah, so they've been re- releasing standalone singles at the moment, and then I think the album is called Hope, I think. Okay, so that's Vistas as well. I think one one band, like uh, the final like uh, new band, which has really come into their like fruition this year. Mm. Uh, Shame. I've really been loving Shame this year. Uh, their their album Songs of Praise came out. I think if you love Shame though, you've got to talk about Idols. So I, I haven't given Idols the the fair. I think Idols are better to. than Shame. Um, 
you know, our, our friend Alex would love to have that discussion. I think he loves both bands, to be fair. Yeah. Um, so I think uh, our idol's like quite fast, fast paced kind of. Yeah, and it's it's all very <laughs> like uh, I've listened to Shame a bit, and I think Shame are a bit more because I like in not not in like a not in a negative way, but they're way. probably a bit more wanky. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like a bit take themselves a bit seriously and. Um, a bit more arty. Yeah, probably. Yeah, Whereas yeah, idols are sort of to the point and they a bit raw a shit, and yeah, and then because they're um, uh, I think they're they're like motto right? and it's, it's something along these lines is like joyous aggression. Yeah, and I quite like that uh, that kind of passion. Um, it will be very interesting. Uh, we've said this a lot, but I think idols have got so much critical acclaim. Yeah. So many people that I respect in the industry that talk about. Idols being the most important band that the album's the best album of the year um, I think you have to be very deep into the indie scene and kind of that kind of scene to kind of get it to that extent yeah um, which I don't think I think it's fair enough to say that neither of us are really in that sphere really not really no um, but yeah I'm, I'd be I, I, they're actually playing in New York when I'm in New York next year. Oh, I've got to go to that. It's Is that a hometown show for them as well? I thought they were English. Are they? I don't know. I think they're English. Yeah, they're definitely English. So I, I they're don't know about like Bovis. About idols, so like. I think they they speak about like Bovis homes and stuff oh, in right. their songs. Um, uh, tickets are forty dollars. Tickets to the shows in America are so expensive. I went. To, Warp Tour was like uh, forty for me when yeah, I went. It's very insane. expensive. Um, yeah, I think uh, the the only other like new new artists. So I think there are a few other surprises which like this year which yeah. have taken me away. But um, uh, there's an artist called Gwyneth Raymond who is actually a soundtrack showcase I had earlier in the year, and she's just so so. I've never heard any music like it's just like a Americana slide guitarist. Yeah, um, really bluesy, and like, I really enjoyed that. And I think if you as as with um, talked about uh, George Fitzgerald and Kamasi Washington, if anyone's looking for a really new artist which is like something a bit different go check out Gwyneth Raymond so she's like had like a few thousand listeners on Spotify but I think it's one of those things which could pick up a lot of traction over time as more people pick it up and get into it but like she plays she only plays shows in like London and Brighton because that's just like where she lives uh-huh. I was like that's, that's kind of, it's quite that's irritating quite a lot, that's what a lot but, of like new artists do don't they when they go to yeah, London yeah. it's like oh we're playing London again yeah <laughs> but um, apart from that is, is there any more new bands I did it. I I tell you a surprise, not a new band, but a surprise. Okay, the Sitting Color live album. I've got that on mine as well. Guide me back home. Unbelievable. I've listened to that so many times. It's so good. Yeah, agreed. Um, And it made me fall back in love with Sitting Color, and also listen to the songs that I maybe thought of God. Right, well, he's not in Alexis on Fire anymore, and he's making music that he wants to make, and I'm not sure I agree with this. And then I've listened to the album since, and I was like, I do love Sitting Colour. Yeah. I just love Dallas Green. Uh, so, I mean, his voice is so good. He's so musically talented. Like, he's, he plays the harmonica really well. Yeah. Um, I'd say this is this album, which is Sitting Colour, Guide Me Back Home, which, which is, is a live follows album. follows him across like, a, few, um, a few shows. Um, I'd say this is, this is what a live album should be. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like there's... Um, there's one show is in Nova Scotia, which she mentions in yeah. the song, and like you just hear the audience just like erupts into applause. But so much of this album is good because of the interactions in between yeah, the yeah, songs, yeah. and like it's really he just, he just, he just chats to the, yeah. the bands about like sorry the the fans about oh, how on. um how I how I wrote this song or like 
something that he was asked delivery. to do. Oh, not. <coughs> Cameron's been doing some last minute Christmas shopping. Uh, oh, it's from H&M. Cameron has returned with the H&M bag. There's a nice silence we can cut out there. You were saying? So we were saying that um, this album is, is what a live album should be. So much of the entertainment comes from just the interactions he has with the crowd and like the, the stories he tells about the songs. And also, I think nowadays with live albums, there's a lot of demand for there to be um, like a lot of work done on the vocals and stuff. So you can sort of tell that it's... It's not raw, it's not, it doesn't feel like a live album. And you also get live albums where there's too much like crowd interaction and stuff. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so honest, this album of just Dallas Green, the other guy that's there, and his beautiful voice. And you hear the songs in, in all its glory. And then, and then you, are you on LinkedIn? So, yeah, someone. I'll, I'll talk to you. Someone's just viewed my profile that um, probably shouldn't be viewed my profile. Uh, and then, yeah, so it's. I just think it's really, really an amazing album. Yeah, and it no, makes me love totally agree. Screen. It was on my uh, my list of surprises as well. Uh, I wasn't really expecting much from City in Colour or anything from City in mm. Colour. It was only when you messaged about it that I, I gave it a shot. Um, I'd like more. They're, they're actually, well, City in Colour as a band or as Dallas Green. Yeah. Um, is the most played artist that I've never seen. Yeah, I, that, I, and, and that I I could see. Yeah, I, I I actually emailed to find out how much it would be for him to play a wedding. <laughs> just because I was like, well, I mean, if any of our friends get married, then we could all just chip, chip in, in. And, and get him get him to play a wedding. <laughs> Intimate scene. I didn't get a reply you. though. Um, I think a, a couple more surprises for me, just in terms of uh, things that I wasn't necessarily expecting or things that I I doubt around. Architects had a new album out this year. Holy hell! Oh um, yeah, that was amazing. It was it was a really good album. The only reason it's a surprise to me is because their first album without uh, is it Dan or Tom? But um, <laughs> one of the one of the brothers, um, Tom. Tom, Tom died. Tom died. Yeah. Um, so it was their first album without Tom. And Tom was a, a large driving force in the creative direction of the band well, and, wrote everything, and writing the, the songs. So this is a sort of a, a experiment almost with this band writing songs in a new way. And I think it's delivered really well. It's, I think we talked about it at the time. It's a really good album. I don't prefer it to the previous two Architects albums, but right. those, those are five out of five albums for me. Right. So like it's, it's, that doesn't, that's not a slant on the album in any way. So the album's Holy Hell. And I thought that was really nice to see that band come back and, do something big again, despite having to go through such tragedy. Um, another album which like talks about the time. I actually picked them as a soundtrack showcase just because I didn't have anyone else to pick. Yeah. Uh, Story so far's new album, Proper oh, Dose. Uh, generally, I would never pick a pop punk album, but I think they've done something pretty different with this album. I think they've they've realised that people are bored of it and the power chord sound and they're. Uh, I think you look at the way they play live. It's like he's watched some Oasis documentaries and he's like, I'm going to be Liam Gallagher now. Uh, so yeah, go, go listen to them, their albums, if you want to. There we go. Oh, and Nina Nesbitt. And Nina she's not. She's not really surprised, but she's someone that I think we should be looking out for in 2019. She's getting like 8 million plays a month now. That's quite a few plays a month. She's doing all right. 
Right, um, let's leave it there then. We haven't actually said that we're recording this on Christmas Eve, so Merry Christmas if you listen to this. Happy holidays. Yeah. It's my favourite thing to say because it just pisses people off so much. Would you like to know, fun fact, you know the thing about banning Christmas that racists like to say every year? They're going to ban Christmas? Yeah. Do you know where that comes from? No. Birmingham. Does it? Yeah, so the Birmingham... Because I always say it in a Birmingham accent. Um, the Birmingham, Birmingham City Council were like, right, we're going to put lights up like we do every year. And someone went, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah. Can I suggest, because we are a uh, very multicultural city, that we're, which we are very proud of, yeah. uh, there are other religious holidays around the same time in the, the months leading up to Christmas. Why don't we put the lights up early and we will celebrate all of the religious holidays throughout the year? And that period between, I think it was October when it's Diwali and December when it's Christmas, yeah. we'll keep the lights up, we'll call it Winterval, Oh, and we'll God. S- no, and we'll celebrate every religious holiday that comes in throughout that, and we'll right. celebrate it when it happens. As it comes through, So yeah. when it's Christmas, we'll say Merry Christmas, because it's Christmas, and when it's Diwali, we'll say Happy Diwali. And someone got hold of that and went, Birmingham City Council are, are saying that we can't celebrate Christmas and we've got to call it Winterval. And it's like, no, that's not what we're saying. We're saying it's a cost exercise. Like, Birmingham City Council are saying yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> That's where it comes from. So people being like, oh, you're not even allowed to say Merry Christmas anymore. It comes from Birmingham City Council trying to save money by putting lights up and then taking them down and putting them back up again. That's insane. Yeah. Funny, though. And there we go. A little bit of lesson for you at the end of this podcast. So if you have liked this podcast, uh, if you've been listening all year, we thank you very much for listening. Uh, we are soon going to reach a milestone uh, of, of listening figures, which we are very exciting uh, excited for um, and we've got big things to come in 2019 yeah, we're really going to push on our biggest year I believe we hope yes we hope but no, it I, it's, go, it's going no, to be it's our going biggest to, year it's going to be our biggest year I think we're year. going to spend a lot of time in January we might go quiet for a bit um, just kind of I think we're going to do some self-manifesting and well we've got some, some we've got a backlog of episodes yeah. to put out as well so so thank you very much for listening if you haven't already please click the subscribe button uh, if you're listening on iTunes give us a five star rating um, and thank you very much for listening Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Happy Holidays